0: Hey everyone, welcome. Oh, so good. Love the days where I am just all in from the morning until I get on this live radio show with all of you. Why am I so excited? Because I have a guest that's going to be talking about one, her N D. And you might be like, NDE, what is that? Trying to, I can only imagine what's coming up for all of you. NDE, NDE. How about near-death experience? And whoa, wait till you hear her story and then some other craziness. But more importantly, when you think about your own intuition, how that can impact the gift we all have that so many of us are like almost a little afraid of it. Like, you know, we don't want to go there because that's not what we've grown up with. Well, guess what? Today I am going there and my guest is Allison Scammell and she is a master intuitive coach, psychic medium, and energy healer. Her mission is to help soul-guided leaders influence influencers, and also entrepreneurs to upgrade their energy frequency. How much do I love that? And she is a founder of the Soul Guide Academy. And Allison has helped thousands of leaders and what we call light workers. And for some of you might already be labeling yourself that. Others, we want to be labeled that because it's a cool thing. And what she does is she regularly shares priceless wisdom and insight on her own radio podcast, Soul Guide. And today I have her, we are going to unlock for you massive soul aligned ways for you to have success. Does that sound so good? You're listening to the Relaunch Podcast and I'm your host, Hilary Caesar. Best selling author, speaker, and transformational coach, widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch but an extraordinary relaunch Allison so excited to have you here oh my
1: gosh what an introduction thank you i'm absolutely thrilled. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: Well, you know what, when we first were introduced and I was on your podcast and as we started to get more and more into the conversation, I'm like, I mean, dang, I need her on the radio show. I need her on this podcast. And what really happened in the back of my mind is that I had this like crazy, there's something more here. Like, what's going on and I'm just going to put it out there everyone because this is a little bit you know on that that crazy side but I was thinking you had something that you needed to share with me and so I started to rack my brain but I didn't need to wait long because what happened is I got three more signs around needing to talk to you within, I believe it was like four days. And (laughs) what was it about? It was about in the book, in my book, Relaunch, Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life, I discussed that I almost died one night. I almost died one night when I was age two. But for me it wasn't like, that's not a near-death experience. That's not like anything. That's just, you know, I don't remember any of it. So, you know, did it happen? Well, yeah, my family's told me it happened. But when you're young, sometimes we just don't remember. So all of a sudden you're sharing your story. I'm like, I gotta have people hear your journey, your relaunch, because it is so fascinating how it has literally opened you up and this new line of business and work and who you work with. So please share with us about you and your most significant relaunch journey.
1: Oh, wow. Well, thank you again for the opportunity. And I love, Hillary that you said, you know, I didn't have a near-death experience. I didn't have an NDE because I was two and I didn't remember it, right? And um, I think a lot of us experience that in big and small ways, you know, there is the NDE where you do actually cross over, you know, to the other side and come back, which I think happened to both of us. But there's all the other, you know, your relaunch, right? It's about the idea of rebirth and rebirthing ourselves. And sometimes I think uh, it happens to us in big and small ways. And we don't, we we justify it away. We said, it. you know, it's not a big deal or it didn't really happen or, um, you know, it's not significant. And I had yeah, a yeah, version Allison, of that. Allison, if yeah, you go, go
0: on, there might be confusion out there of crossing over. What is that actually? Oh, yeah. mean? Can you, before you jump into your, what does it mean? Because you did say you, you had that experience. You also have shared with me, I did too, which I find interesting and fascinating, but share with us what exactly does that mean? So that
1: means that your energy, you actually, your energy body actually leaves your physical body. So your the, the thing that gives you life <laughs> leaves your physical body and you actually cross into, you untether from your physical body and you, you cross over into the spiritual realm, into that place where we come from, into that place where we go after we leave this lifetime and you, you die, right? There's no life in your body, in your physical body. And mm-hmm. then, you know, most people who have an NDE and near death experience, A lot of accounts you'll hear that they, once they cross over, they get You have a choice. You don't have to come back if you don't want to, right? We have free will. Mm -hmm. So we can go ahead and decide this is my time to leave this lifetime. This is my time to go. Or in my case, in your case, you know, you were only two, but you were a wise old soul, right? At the time, we can decide I have something more to give, And I need, and I'm going to take this, this huge experience I'm happening, that's happening in this moment. And I'm going to take the gifts I'm receiving from it back because those are gifts Mm. I, I need to give
0: back to others and to humanity. You know, you just did such a great job explaining that. Thank you for doing that. But now take me into what, what happened to you? So I always like to say it's not your average
1: NDE. You know, I didn't get hit by the bus and then I saw great aunt Martha and I decided to come back, Uh, you know, that sort of typical story you get in your head. So I was in a rock bottom place in my life, Uh, hated my job. I was this career climber. Um, My my job uh, defined me, but I was miserable. I longed to be in a relationship, but I was single. I longed for a circle of friends that felt like a group of soul sisters and soul brothers, but I just felt alone all the time. And I was in this rock bottom place drinking a lot of alcohol. And I I just said, "I, I, I know I need help, but I know it's not a therapist I know it's like on some way, I don't know, because back then I was not a psychic medium. I didn't even have those words in my vocabulary. I was living a very non-intuitive life, very third dimensional, rational thinking, didn't, was not on a spiritual path at all. But I knew my inner knowing started to kick in. My intuition was there, said, you need help that goes beyond, like you need something big to help you. I had this inner knowing came in. Mm-hmm. Well, Although you, I didn't,
0: you mentioned, you mentioned this, this is really interesting. You said in all of this, that your job defined you were living in this, like this one type of identity and you used the word longed, you longed for something. You just didn't know what it was. And you also were, you know, longing for a relationship, longing for, you know, longing, longing, but that there was this, this loneliness. Emptiness, mm.
1: absolute emptiness. So I did something so uncharacteristic. I didn't have any because I was making good money and spending good money. I had great handbags back then, so I was spending <laughs> all the money I was making. Hopefully you kept them, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I had no money in my savings account. This was right. It was two thousand eight. You know, the subprime mortgage thing just crashed, but somehow I, well. I decided to quit my job to travel the world because I thought travel will ease my pain and suffering. So I called and on the telephone in a few minutes, I got a $20,000 line of credit. How? I don't know. I bought an around the world airline ticket and I made it as far as Madrid. And I was in Madrid. You'll be shocked to hear Hillary. All of my problems came with me. <laughs> I wasn't mm-hmm. able to escape exactly. any of them. And the
0: loneliness yeah. and the emptiness. Everything. And the longing
1: everything. I couldn't escape it. And I was alone. I had rented this flat on the Plata Santa Ana. And one morning I'm just sitting there in misery. Like, I don't even know, like, what am I going to do? How, how am I going to go on? And all of a sudden I felt a presence in the room, a very, very strong presence. Remember, I was not a spiritual person. I didn't know about spirituality at this time. I just sort of barely started scratching the surface of it because I was so desperate for something to relieve my suffering that I started to find certain books that I was starting to read. And this presence had a right, I, I, but I, I knew I wasn't alone. And it was a powerful presence. And I knew it was trying to communicate with me. And luckily, one of the spiritual books I had just read was Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which you might know about Abraham. Mm-hmm. So I just read about Abraham and I had this knowing. Then all of a sudden, this inner knowing kicked in that, that somehow, some way, there was a collection of consciousness that had arrived to communicate with me. I just, I, I, I didn't know how I knew, I just knew like, it was like something similar to what I had just read about in the book. Well, a very, very, very long story short, we, we struggled myself and this energy that was present to, to communicate. I tried to write what they were saying. And then all of a sudden this energy washed over me and this energy that was present was able to move my body. And I'm just going to stay here. I had free will throughout this whole story I'm about to tell you. I had free will the entire time. This was a very high vibrational, very high consciousness frequency of love and light. So no- nothing about it was, um, you know, trying to control me or, or anything like that. But they were pushing my energy to, and to enable us to communicate. And it started with moving my head, yes and no. Then they made letters with my nose, right? And I was able to understand that this collection of consciousness called itself live, L-I-V-E. And at this point, a journey kicks off. And of course, if I had three days to tell you the story, I would take the full three days because there's God, a lot I here. Wish we
0: did because <laughs> this is so good.
1: <laughs> so I'm alone in in Madrid, and little by little, I'm I'm able to communicate with this collection of consciousness, and I'm able to learn like who is here and why okay, are they here. Allison,
0: at this point, were you thinking you were a little cuckoo? Like are you I know, thought uh, I had gone. Yeah.
1: I thought I had gone certifiably insane. I was like, this can't be happening. (laughs) This cannot be happening. But yet it was like, it was like the infinity eight. You know, Mm -hmm. they say in spirituality, the infinity eight represents a lot of things. But the one thing, one of the things it represents is our knowing and our not knowing, our soul self, our spiritual self, and our human self. Our human self doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but our soul self knows. Everything that's going to unfold. So it was this battle between my human self that's like, you're going crazy, you're going crazy, you're going crazy. And my soul self, which was like, yeah, you agreed to this on a soul level. This is all happening. This is this is it, my friend. And you need this. Otherwise, you're going to keep going down that super dark path that you don't want to go down.
0: You know why I like this so much is because what you're saying is we have our human existence. We have like, you know, touch yourself, you know, tap on your your shoulder. We are a human. But we not only are the physical, we have that spiritual, you know, religious doesn't have to be that. It's some connection to something bigger, right? And that's where, when you just said about the infinity, uh, one of my my three HQ that I always talk about, head, heart, higher self, is an infinity. And so interesting because it is about the knowing and the not knowing. And so you're totally speaking my language. And now you have, you are now thinking I am crazy. I have somebody that I'm talking to. I have my invisible friend named Liv.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's such a good way to describe it. She became my invisible friend. This consciousness, it was a collection of consciousness, like a collection of souls, if you will, from my soul family, and we had they and this was this is the true meaning of divine intervention, I believe, and I had agreed on a soul level before I came into this lifetime that at the age of thirty two which is a real year where you know through the ages you will see a lot of uh, big things happen to people around that age, right, and um not maybe as big as what I'm describing, but it's a it's a typical year where you have you can have this sort of big. Uh, breakthrough, if you will. And, um, and, and so, yes, I, I agreed to it on a soul level and it was an incredible waffling back and forth between saying, yeah, I did. Yeah. I feel this. Yeah. This is real too. I've gone nuts. <laughs> I have gone nuts. I've officially lost it.
0: Okay. So then keep us, keep going on this journey. Keep telling us about how this, you know, near death experience, this whole, almost like, you know, some may even call it like the shamanic death, this, ah, this rebirth of yourself. It wasn't like you just went to sleep and you woke up.
1: No. So I'm glad you mentioned the shamanic thing. You know, sometimes in shamanic healing, there's there can be a lot of vomiting and purging. <laughs> so what happened next when we were sort, I was sort of able to communicate and I was able to understand that this was a collection of consciousness that called itself live. And they were able to somehow communicate with me through like yeses and no's and moving my nose and stuff that they needed to calibrate my energy. Cause I had super low vibey energy that was full of alcohol and pain and uh blocks and resistance and so i was closed off to my intuitive gifts the portal door if you will from my human self to my higher self was almost closed tight shut and they needed to open that door by raising my energetic frequency and my and calibrating my energy so we could communicate with a greater flow and ease and it started with Vomiting. I spent an entire evening and I had never in my life experienced anything like this, uh, physically, uh, projectile vomiting. Sorry to bring that up on your show, but that's, and that's what will happen in a shamanic experience, right? So, um, I was purging all these toxins from I'm my kind body. Of, I've
0: got, I've got your vision now. Cause this is also, I'm, I'm looking at you. I'm kind of thinking about the exorcist right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt like. And I thought, how could this be happening to my body? But it was. Yeah. So Maybe. yeah. But what and then- you're saying before we continue here, and as we're about to take a break, which by the way, everyone, you do not want to miss this next piece, but what you're telling me is much like 3HQ, get out of your head, get into your heart, tap into that, so that you can actually begin to access that higher self, the best version of you, your energy source is in that higher self, your purpose, my God, how great is that? Your G zone, that great zone, that growth zone. And so when we come back, I want to go into, you mentioned this whole idea of you don't have to, you know, I'm just saying, you don't have to do an NDE, a near-death experience, in order to tap into and harness and be able to leverage your intuition. When we come back, we're actually going to hear, how do you do that without having one of these crazy experiences? All right, everyone, don't miss out. Come back in just a few. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey, everyone. Great to have you back. I've got Alison Scammel, and we are in the middle of her story around her NDE, near-death experience. This segment's going to be so good. So let's take it back to you, Allison. And as a recap, uh, we want to make sure that, you know, for those that are just joining us, you are traveling the world, kind of doing your own eat, pray, love, feeling like you are, you know, there's something missing, the loneliness factor, you're longing for something, searching, ends up in Madrid and you start to have an experience that occurs where you have guides, people, not visions, spirits, all these coming your way and you're starting, you you know, one of them's coming and naming it, naming this, this force live. And then what happens?
1: Yeah. So we're trying to figure out how to communicate with each other on a deeper level so they, they can we can really figure each other out. so, as I've mentioned before, this there was this vomiting, and then followed by that was crazy dizziness, um, just intense, amazing dizziness, which is normal what anyone can feel. and listeners, if you've ever felt like you are going through your own energetic upgrade, which you can feel without going through an nde and we all we all go we all go through these periodic energy upgrades. That, these are some very common symptoms we all experience. You can feel dizziness. You can feel nausea. You can feel tingling on your skin. It is your energy body, the energetic frequency of it raising. And the more it raises, the more amplified your intuitive gifts, ha- you know, that that's the effect. That's what was happening. So I got to the point where i literally was having something similar to a telepathic conversation and I, they were able to just communicate with me i would feel it i would literally feel like a, like a, a vibration right up my third eye and uh my my brain would translate it into a message and i would you know talk back and they would come back and this this collection of consciousness did really did have a personality and it really was like an invisible friend so here we did we set off every day, there would be a new challenge. And the the time that Liv arrived to me to the time that they departed, and they do depart, I don't know, clock time gets a little funny, but it was around 10 weeks, I believe. A little over like two, 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 two and a half months. So this was your crash course. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, was it? So we were doing, you know, we would do these daily exercises. And for example, one day I I would have to name every person in my life that I thought I had wronged and I would have to forgive myself every little thing. And once I thought oh, I exhausted the list, they're like, nope, there's a few more. And then like, oh, gosh, my fourth grade music teacher that day I was sassy, you know, like everybody in my life. That was just one example that sticks out in my memory. And then all of a sudden, the walking The walking started and Liv would have me, I would. And at this point, because we're going through this process, this is an important part of it. I started to develop a real trust of this voice because they would say things to me and then it would happen. They would, you know, for example, they'd say, well, we want to go. We're we're going to we want you to go to this this address. And I'd be like, well, I don't know where that is. And they would guide my energy literally. And I was like surrendering to it. And then all of a sudden we would appear at this exact address that I had no idea where it was. So all these things were happening to enable me to really start trusting this voice. And I did. And that's what happened. It was little by little surrender. And I would at certain points say, that's crazy. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. But then it would always get back to. You know, with that pendulum swinging, I was talking about the trust. I would always return to my inner knowing and I would always return to trust in what they were asking me to do. This is an important part of the story because they started to ask me to do some uncomfortable things like walk all day. Walk, 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 and we would walk and talk. So I literally looked like the crazy person talking to myself, walking down the street without
0: your earbuds,
1: (laughs) without earbuds, without anything. I was that woman talking to herself on the street, having a grand old conversation with my non-physical friend, which was this collection of consciousness. So at a certain point, they said, "We." Oh, by the way, I'm running out of money. I didn't mention that. I'm running out of money because my purse got stolen, and Liv said. You're not going to check at this. This was 2009. So I didn't have a smartphone, but I had a laptop and they said, you're not checking your internet. We're like, for the the time we're with you, you are unplugged. And so I had one credit card left because my purse had been stolen with all my money, all my other credit cards. And all I had was one credit card and I had no idea when it was going to get maxed out. So I had my one credit card. I, I was like, sooner or later, this thing is going to say decline. So at a certain point, they said, we're going to Paris and they allowed me on my laptop because like I said, I was getting quite surrendered to this voice, right? Oh, and I probably should say a really important part of this. Why were they here? Why were they here asking me to do this stuff? Why was I surrendering? Well, the bottom line up front was they were here to help me heal because I had a lot of very, very, very deep wounds inside of me. And I had a lot of past lifetime trauma mm. trapped in my energy body. And it was so big, this trauma that no human healer could really help me. They, it literally needed a divine intervention to help me release it. So what they mm. were doing, first teaching me how to speak with them, then the story gets a little darker they start taking me on purpose to places and situations that would trigger my fear in order me in order for me to release the fear blocks that were inside of me
0: hmm. so
1: for example they said okay we're going to go to paris and i was able to get on the internet long enough to book a uh, to book another airbnb flat then i booked my overnight train and on the way to the train station, my, uh, my purse gets stolen again for the second time with my passport. Oh, my
0: God.
1: <laughs> so now the only identity I have is one crinkled photocopy of my passport and one almost maxed out credit card. Because you can see, you can see my identity is being stripped away from me little by little. <laughs> so uh, then they say, did. yeah. So then they guide me to this other train station on the far end. I'm walking, by the way, with my suitcase. It's like, it's miles on the other side of Madrid. I didn't even know this train station existed. And they said, this is the train station. You're gonna take the train to to Paris. I was like, all right, but I don't have a passport. They're not gonna let me on the train. And the voice was like, buy the ticket, get on the train. So at this point, again, I was very surrendered and I was like, all right, you know, and I was getting very tired. So like my resistances were down. So I said, all right, I'm going to do it. So I bought the train ticket. I get on. (laughs) I actually was able to get on. The train conductor comes and is like, ticket and passport. And I produce this crinkled paper. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, we get on the French border at three o'clock in the morning and there is nothing, no hotel, no taxi cab. And the border guards are likely going to kick you off and you'll be stranded in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like, what do I do? And I kind of looked down and I was like, live and live was like shaking my head, like do it kind of thing. And I was like, all right. I said, okay. Well, um, just tell the border guards that when I get to Paris, I'm going to go to the consulate and apply for another passport, but I just don't have one now. And he's like, the train conductor was like, all right. So the train starts moving down the track. And this is like, I'm furious with Liv. I'm like, why are you putting me in this discomfort? I'm so uncomfortable. I, I, I might get thrown out of the train in the middle of the night. And I'm really angry at Liv, right? And they're just like, at this point, there's nothing you can do. So just try to get some sleep. Because <laughs> it was true. There was nothing I could do. So I thought, all right. So that I closed train my eyes. moving
0: out of the train <laughs> station. It was going.
1: <laughs> it was down the tracks. Yeah. So. At that point, I just fell asleep and I woke up and it was daylight and I looked out the window, fingers crossed, please be signs in French, please be signs in French. And there was I saw sortie, and I'm like, oh, my God, I made it to France. So we we roll into the Paris train station, the train conductor comes back. He hands me my crinkled paper and he says to me, Miss, you are a one lucky lady. (laughs) So I never, I don't know what happened. All I know is they decided not to kick me off in the middle of the night. So we get to Paris.
0: One lucky lady.
1: (laughs) So we get to Paris. And again, the story, the story turns actually much darker. And I'm going to try to, uh, you know, like there's so much here. So this is when we start walking and we start walking and we start walking I get to the flat that I had rented and I walked in and my whole body turns to ice because I had been there before, but I had never been there before. Allison had never been there before, but in some former life, in some former time, I had been in an apartment that looked just like that and a lot of really bad stuff had happened in that apartment. Mm. So these memories started coming back of like, Torture and all this crazy stuff that had never happened to me, but yet on a, on a, on some level, I'm like, yes, I experienced that. So, what Liv was trying to do was to guide me to these situations to trigger the fear so I could feel it and release it, which mm-hmm. is how we heal our energy. It's a feel and release. We have to feel the trapped wounds and trauma in order to release, in order for the energetic repair to happen. So again, we started walking, and this is when we started walking and walking and walking, and we started walking all day, and we started walking all night. And at a certain point, if I, I would get, I would, I would have periods of times where I would just be so exhausted, and Liv would ha- uh, say that it was time to take a bath, to wake me up or a shower. So I would do that, and I would wake, and then. We would start walking again and they would take but me you down. You would some... just take a
0: shower or a bath in like any place that was right around there.
1: Oh, no. Back at this flat, I was renting. Sorry.
0: Oh, so you were walking and walking and then you'd go back to the flat. Walking yes. Okay. Got it. Exactly. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I I'm did thinking you out there and you're like, hey, I need a shower. Knock, knock. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Can I, your, Can I come cup? in? <laughs> I, so I had this home base of this, this flat, but I wasn't sleeping in it. I wasn't eating in it and I wasn't drinking in it. Because at this point, it just bizarrely started to happen where I, I, I just lost my hunger and I lost my desire to drink. I just, I lost it. And I think, I think it was part of the divine intervention. I think it was what they were guiding me to, but they were literally leading me to the point of crossover mm-hmm. little by little. And this had been going on for days and weeks of walking, walking, walking. My body started to fall apart because I had been walking at this point for weeks, but now in Paris, I was walking all day and all night. And I literally could feel my body falling apart, but oddly enough, I wasn't in physical pain. It was like this energetic essence was coming to me to, um, to take the pain away. It's hard to put into words, but that's what was happening. And, 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 you know, they would guide me down a dark alley. And again, I would have this fear response and this memory would come to me. And I would, again, just be like shaken with fear. And then I would just release the fear and then I would be fine again. Like I I would just like, I had this fear trapped inside of me that I didn't even
0: know was there. And this whole thing is happening over of a period of, what'd you say, 10, 12 weeks? Yeah, 10, 12 weeks. Yep. Wow.
1: So then we get it gets to the point where I'm like, I'm barely able to walk anymore, like mm. literally barely able to walk. The life force inside of me is gone because I haven't been eating, sleeping, or drinking water for mm. days. And I, like I said, I wasn't thirsty. I wasn't hungry, but I was very, very tired. All I wanted to do was sleep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at a certain point, I literally couldn't walk anymore. And I I, when this started to happen, like I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm going to lose my ability to walk. Mm. I had just arrived back at the flat.
0: And you're by yourself at this flat. So and it was like
1: two o'clock in the morning because at this point it was just. Yeah. And I know listeners are like, what? Why are you doing this, Allison? Why didn't you just tell this consciousness? Peace out. I'm leaving. And let me tell you, I had many, many, many times where I was just like because I had free will like we all have free will. And I could have just said, I'm done with this spiritual experiment, I'm out. But my inner knowing kept me going. My mm-hmm. inner knowing would kick in and said, You need this, Allison. This is uncomfortable and it sucks, but
0: it's yeah. saving your life. And so did you like what happened then? So I get back to the flat and I literally had to crawl
1: up the stairs. I was on like the fourth floor of a walk-up. And I I, I had the life for us was gone. It was just gone. So I was crawling. By the time I got to the door, I was in this low like army crawl to get to the door. I finally get in. Somehow I made it up to my bed. And that's when I knew, you know, the I said I knew this this was it. This was it. I was, I was crossing over. There was no life force left inside of me to sustain me. And I was I I was at peace with it except for my parents. I was like, gosh, Mm. my parents are going to be like, what the world happened? It would have been inexplicable inexplicable so i did think about them but otherwise i wasn't afraid i wasn't afraid i i was surrounded by this energy which this was this super high consciousness energy live was just this all love and wisdom which is another reason why i trusted it and surrendered surrendered to it and i just knew it was time and i said i'm i'm gonna do it so i was on this super, super busy street in Paris, the Rue du Bretagne, I'll never forget. And it was a big party street and there were bars and people were going crazy out the window. And all of a sudden I, I remember it going very quiet. Like I really, it was, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a crossover where I was really aware of my five senses, which I think a lot of people don't talk about when you hear about NDEs, but I remember it going completely quiet. And I remember raising up above my physical body. Mm -hmm. And I remember being afraid to look back. I didn't want to, I didn't want to see it. And at that point, I just got engulfed
0: by love. Just Mm -hmm. absolutely. I could talk all day long, but we got, I got to get to the juicy stuff too, which is what people are going to be. So hold on, you were in this state and then you made the decision to come back. Yes. And I was with this high,
1: high, high, high consciousness, like blue live out of the water. Like I had just gone up about 20 decibels to this consciousness. And they said, "Allison, you have a huge mission. Like you're going to teach people how they can amplify their intuitive gifts, how they can communicate to their divine guidance teams. And you got to go back and we'll help you every step of the way but you needed this on a soul level to heal before you could give back to others. Okay. And that's so, when I so knew
0: you're, you're basically, you have no energy. You come back into your body. You have like, you. how did, what did you do then? Did you like go out and grab a burger? Or, I mean, like <laughs> what happened at this point? Because you have no energy. You barely could get up the stairs. What happened? So
1: Hillary, it goes, there is a huge part to this story. Um, Uh, Do you want me to keep going?
0: Well, as a matter of fact, I'm going to keep everyone in suspense (laughs) because we are going to go off for a break. And when we come back, we're going to hear, and I, I promise you, everyone, you're going to get to know how can you tap into your intuition. All right. So when we get back, we will go right there. This episode is brought to you by my very own labor of love. My most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today. At www.therelaunchbook.com. Hey, everyone. If you are like me, you are sitting at the edge of your seat. I'm here with Allison Scammel, and we are hearing about her near death experience. At this point, she has crossed over. She has come back into her body because there is a bigger mission for her to be living. But as I asked, it's like, all right, well, you were so weak, no food, no drink, you could barely get up the stairs. Allison, what happened? The,
1: so I, I came back into my body and I was still completely weak. That, that didn't charge my battery, that, that super high vibrational uh, presence I felt. I, I was back into like a completely, completely depleted container. And I, at this point, the only thing left to do was sleep. Mm. And Liv guided me to fall asleep. But, and this is the funny part. This is when the fear kicked in. And I was so afraid I wouldn't wake up. Cause at this point I wanted to live, I was ready. I'm like, Oh, I got this mission. Like I saw it all in front of me. I was, I was excited. I was exhausted and excited. And this is the first time I was actually afraid to die. And I was like, it was, it was very difficult to fall asleep at that point. But at, at, at a certain point, my consciousness just went out. I was so exhausted. It was just, it wasn't even like sleep. My consciousness just shut off. And then it turned back on again to the sound of someone banging on my door. And at this point, I still couldn't walk. So I crawled to the door and I opened the door and I looked up to see four French police officers. Someone in my building had obviously called them, you know, seeing me crawl through the the, the stairwell. And they, they started talking to me and I speak some French, but when they were talking to me, I, it was like, they were speaking Mandarin Chinese. I, I didn't understand a word and they never spoke to me in English and they took me away. So all I had on were at that point, I had pajamas on that I must have had put, put on at some point I'd put on pajamas. I remember. And I, I left with just pajamas and shoes. I didn't leave with anything else. And they drove me to a French mental hospital.
0: Yeah. I knew knew there had to be something coming here because
1: they drove me to a French mental hospital and I arrived. Nobody speaks English to me, which is very bizarre because French people speak English. You think they would have been like, what is your name? Everybody's speaking to me in French. And I was a decent French speaker. I couldn't understand a word they were saying. And I was still in an altered state of severe fatigue coming down from this experience. And I walk into the mental hospital and I had been there before. So it was all part of this journey. And the fear response was back. And I'm like, no, I thought this was over of confronting these fears and releasing. But I had to, I had some more fears to confront. Like I had, I had been, I had had an experience in a mental hospital at some point in my experience. So I was facing those fears, releasing. And then all of a sudden, And, 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 and then I got, I got transferred to this different hospital and it was an overnight, like I was over, I was, it was an overnight stay kind of place. So I remember I found my bed. Nobody has spoken to me in English at all. Not even to say, what is your name? I lay down in the bed and I fall asleep and I probably slept for about three days. I'm not exaggerating. I would wake up. I still hadn't eaten or drunk anything. Like, I don't even know how, like I wasn't completely dehydrated. But I would kind of wake up and I would look around and I would conk back out. So finally, when I woke up, my senses were starting to come to. I was, I was coming down from this altered state. I started to drink water. I remember eating some crackers. Things started to come back. And then for the first time since all of this, with the, since the knock on the door by the police officers, a woman walked into my room and said in perfect English, there is a man here to see you was the first time someone had spoken to me in
0: English, mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "Oh, and I walked out and it was a man from the u s State Department because I had been missing, and my family had been looking for oh, me, and they I was a hard woman to find. I had no identification, and my family was on a plane to come get me, and that 's when yeah, that's when the story kind of wraps up at, from this stage of the story. And that's when Liv tells me that they're moving on. And I'm like, what? What do you mean you're going to leave me after all this? And okay, they has said, she been you...
0: Back? has she been back? Liv? Yeah. Has she come back to
1: see you? I, I not really. I can call on them whenever I want, yeah. but they said their parting message was we, ta- we gave you, you know, your training wheels. Now you need to learn how to walk. You need to learn how to tap into your own intuition without us sort of hovered over you.
0: You need to learn what, it for yourself. What so, a journey, girl. Yes, I mean, that yes. is, that is unbelievable. I remember the day that, uh, my mom, I think had a sixth sense about me and some of the, maybe some of the gifts that I had that, and she handed me the book, um, when I was just asking so many questions, she's like, ah, and she was not the way I am at all. And she said, here's a book. And it was many minds, many masters. And mm. I read it. And it was all about this idea that, you know, you do have many, many, many different lives. And that there are, as you said, traumas that occur. And I just I absorb that. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I, you know, I don't feel like I don't belong with this book. (laughs) I feel like I now get it. So okay, we have to do this for everybody because you are such an expert in building your intuition and tapping into it. What are the tips that you give people that don't necessarily have an NDE, a near-death experience to allow them to get started on this or elevate? Where they are right now with their intuition.
1: Yes, I love teaching about it. It's definitely part of my my soul mission, as I learned. So the place to start, wherever you are, if you consider yourself not intuitive at all, or you're not sure to highly intuitive, start here, wherever you are on the spectrum. Invite it in. The spiritual realm is extremely polite, and we have free will, so they literally can't come to connect deeper with you unless you invite it in. And so you just say, you just set the intention, I intend or I invite in my higher self and my divine support team. So that can be guardian angels, archangels, crossed over loved ones, ascended masters, there's so much consciousness out there. I invite that connection in deeper. I invite the portal door between my human self and my higher self to open wider and wider and wider. So I invite my energy to elevate. I'm ready. So if I I do have to experience something uncomfortable in the elevation, it may happen because healing's often part of it because our wounds weigh us down. So you're saying, I'm ready for whatever it is. Now, it's not going to be, it's, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be an NDE, but it could mean that, that there's something inside of you that needs to be released before you can amplify your gifts. And that thing may be a little bit uncomfortable. And so you're just saying, you know what, I'm ready because I'm ready to elevate and amplify my intuitive gifts. So that's just the very Mm -hmm. first thing invited in and say, if this feels true, of course, I'm ready. I'm ready to, um, to go next level with my intuitive gifts.
0: I love when people say to me, they'll hear me talk and, you know, hey, okay, I came out of corporate 10 years. I've run you know, many, many companies. I've been coaching for a long time, very much a logical left brain thing. And then they'll hear me talk and they'll hear me about like, you know, come on, everyone, we got to get into the three HQ, hire yourself. And there's something that kind of goes ding, 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 ding in them that they don't even know why they feel a connection to me, but they're like there's something here and then they start to build it out. And I think that that's what you're saying. It's like, be willing. If you have something that's happening right now where you're like, I don't know why I'm interested in hearing, you know, these two talk about this, but I am, there might be something that you can explore. And I love that you say, you know, invite them in, invite them in your, your spirit, you know, your guides, your, you know, ancestral loved ones, whatever it is, feel like whatever is out there. In vitamin, love that. Okay. Yes. What What's another one?
1: The other important thing that I like to say is you want to go out of your mind, <laughs> so kind of like it sounded like I did in Madrid and Paris. But what but I mean we don't by need that, to go as
0: crazy as you did and have like do not you know, go crazy experience. Do not go that crazy.
1: Do not go that far. What I mean by go out of your mind is quiet that thinking mind. Mm-hmm. Other than bl- our blocks inside of us, nothing takes us away from our intuition more than our thinking mind. You know it wants proof it wants to know it's real, it wants to see results yesterday, and our higher self might be saying, "Well, you're not going to see results for a few weeks, but trust trust that that we're guiding you in the right direction, right." So you got to quiet that mind that's going to say, no, I'm not sure. I doubt this. That can't happen. I can't be. This isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. And so simply, lots of ways to do it, but the simple way to do it immediately is just focus on your breath. Three deep belly breaths, and you're already going to be, you're going to start sinking into your body. Connection to our intuitive gifts resides inside the body. That's how you access it. So the breathing and
0: the sinking down in your body helps to
1: connect you to your gifts.
0: It's an inside job. You know, we got to inner size so that we can go out and exercise it. I love that. Okay. And then one more. The pivot down.
1: You're pivoting down into your body, but you want to specifically pivot down to your heart space, to your heart energy. The area around your heart chakra which is the area at the center of your chest is the highest vibrational point in the body. So when you just place your awareness on your heart, you will feel your stress levels go down. You will feel yourself start to expand. You will feel relaxed. Mm -hmm. Intuition loves relaxation, right? When you get into that relaxed, higher vibey state, your portal door is open. And that's when you start to see, and receive clear guidance from your higher self, from your guides. You get visions, you get downloads, you get inner knowings, you get these hits. Like, oh, I just know I got to do this. I know I got to be this. And that's really accessed at your and heart space.
0: Allison, what you're saying is so true. Don't think of it like it doesn't have to be a quantum jump. It doesn't have to be right. this quantum leap. like small start small with just like you know throw something out there like I want to hear from someone throw throw out there that you want to do something and and really be open to what you get back but okay as we're wrapping up and unfortunately this has gone so fast I didn't get to ask like 10 of my questions but what a journey how can people stay in contact with you how can they learn more about you
1: Well, I invite you all over to my website, aliceandscamel.com. I have a wonderful uh, free guided meditation. You can get it on my homepage and it's an energy upgrade meditation. And it literally takes you through the process of elevating your energy so you can amplify your intuitive gifts. I also have a really cool podcast. Hillary was a guest called Soul Guide Radio. You can catch it on all places where podcasts are streamed and I invite you to check it out.
0: Uh, Allison, it's been so awesome. Thank you so much for being here. And everyone, if you enjoyed this, leave us a review saying, hey, more of this, more of that. And next week, I'm going to have a really, just an incredible woman. She is the survivor of killing fields in Cambodia. And we're going to hear about her journey, her relaunch experience. You talk about going to the depths of her soul to get through that. It's going to be quite the conversation. And for those that are intrigued in taking that first step and understanding, really, when we talk about 3HQ, that higher self, accessing your intuition, which allows you to have the greatest gift that you have been given, that inner voice that has been there all along, that wonderful, wonderful ability to tap into your higher self. And you want to go there. We at The Relaunch Co., the relaunchco.com, the relaunchco.com, mouthful there. You can go ahead and actually sign up for a free workshop for 3HQ. And I'd love to have you there and help you along that part of it as well. So for everyone out there right now, relaunch now because you got to live now, love now. We'll see you next next week. And Allison, thank you again for being here today. Thank you so much. You've just heard another episode of the relaunch podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review. And share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.